Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We will, in fact, usher in a football Friday because there's a lot on tap this weekend. And as always, it's college. It's the NFL. It's the sport that really should be America's pastime. But at least in October, on Thursday nights, baseball outdraws football. It's complicated. It's convoluted. But I'm sure baseball is happy that football, at least on Thursdays, is taking place on a streaming service and not on network TV. I wouldn't be surprised if Braves, Phillies, and the numbers for that game four is an elimination game for the Braves, but also because the Phillies have a, a loud and expressive and, and extensive fan base, including Joel Embiid, by the way, who was there at Citizens Bank Park with all the attention this series has gotten for the extracurriculars at a boy Harper and the stare downs and, oh, the throat slashes and all the other gesturing. I can imagine it had a huge audience on a Thursday night and football. Not that you're hurting for viewers, of course, uh, but maybe on this night you take a back seat. I but think I'm good. It's brief. Let me just say it's brief because come Sunday when the championship series begin, you know, then the NFL is the big bad. That's just kind of how it goes. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It's the ALCS that begins on Sunday. Sunday night, actually, up against Sunday night football and the Cowboys. Oh, dear. How about that? Three Texas teams in primetime on Sunday evening because it's the Rangers and the Astros meeting for the first time ever in the playoffs. That's pretty incredible. And then it's the Dallas Cowboys who make up. Oh, that's wait. Is that Monday night? Oh, shoot. Yeah, it's not it Sunday night. night. My fault. Okay, so. Then you just sorry about that. Totally, the LCS might be Monday night as well, though. Well, I was just, yeah, I was just gonna say I was I was, should have just said Monday night, not Sunday night. But yes, Monday night when you've got Monday night football, and uh, these days Monday night football airs on like four different channels because it's on ABC half the time. You've got the Monday night Mannings. You've also got the ESPN broadcast. Anyway, so Monday night, you just scratch that from the record. There goes the perfect hour. Uh, the Rangers and the Astros and the Cowboys all in action on Monday night. And so you, Monday night's going to be busy. Just the way that baseball and football intersect in October, it's always a challenge. Uh, but good stuff on this Thursday, where at least baseball had one night where it probably was a little more, a little more attention grabbing than was the football. Plus, the football game was a shutout until the what was it, the third quarter, fourth quarter, 
Oi. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We did put up the After Hours Game of the Week poll. It is now live on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, as well as our Facebook page. We'd love to connect with you there. Um, it's cool that we're hearing from people all the time who are just now finding out about After Hours. 11 years, and there's still people that are finding the show for the first time, which it means a lot to me. My general rule is give me two weeks and you'll be hooked. You may not love the show, but you won't be able to quit the show. <laughs> Sometimes it's like a train wreck and you know what? It's rubbernecking. You're the rubber- hype train. rubbernecking it after hours as we ride the hype train. Yes, that's, that's true. You know, it's really funny. I saw someone on our Facebook page talking about how the lions are flying under the radar. <laughs> oh, only like the most hyped team going into the season. <laughs> Sometimes we and sports fans live on completely different planets. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, Lions and Buccaneers is part of the After Hours Game of the Week poll. It's a weird matchup. It's just weird. You wouldn't think Lions and Buccaneers would have anything, anything that would draw people to the table outside of their own fan bases, right? But... Because the Lions are decidedly not under the radar, because they're 4-1 and one and on top of the NFC North, and because the Buccaneers are quietly... You want to talk about a team flying under the radar, that Hello. would be the Buccaneers, even with Baker Mayfield as their starting QB. It's a rebirth for Baker. Baker's reborn. <laughs> just, this has got to be one of my favorite storylines. I seriously am rooting for the Buccaneers just because of Baker. Because I want him to be able to get to, well, maybe he can wear his own shirt that says F the Browns. What do you think? Oh, my god. F Cleveland. Do you think that's Baker Mayfield? Is he too mature for that now? I feel like he's he's acts like he is, but maybe deep down there's still in there. I'm he's not got, even sure it's deep down, Jay. It right, might be just below the surface. It, it might be bubbling just be below like, the surface. Maybe like three or four more wins away. And then, <laughs> then he'll come out with the shirt. And I'm not saying we root for injuries. We do not. But the fact that Deshaun Watson reportedly is keeping himself off of the field. So taking care of his physical body, not feeling like he's ready to play, even though the Browns, again, reportedly have cleared him. The Browns doctors have cleared him to play. He is not playing in week number five. And I don't know if there's a dispute there. Certainly an athlete has the prerogative of being able to determine whether or not he is good to go. Um, You don't want to go out there and, and, well, not every athlete does. Some athletes will go out there and will play at 60%, 70%. We know Joe Burrow did that two weeks ago. He wasn't anywhere close to being fully healthy. He is now, he says. But some athletes, they don't want to play if they're not fully healthy or they feel like they can maintain the standard to which they are accustomed and standard for which they're paid. But in the case of Deshaun, the report is the Cleveland Browns cleared him and he's still not ready to play. He believes. So anyway, going back to the dynamic, I wonder as Jay says, if they get a few more wins or if they get past the midway point of the season and they're winning the, maybe he waits until they win the NFC South. And then he wears the F Cleveland shirt, except he says he loves Cleveland. So he'd have to, 
Well, he loved the fans, he said. But they turned on him pretty quickly. Fans are fickle. It's not just in Cleveland. It's everywhere. Fans are fickle. Do you think he might take that step? I could definitely see. I don't know if he would go as far as to make the shirt and, like, put it out there. But if someone were to send him the shirt, say a show has made the shirt and sent it over there. Don't look at us. We're not making (laughs) the shirt. I don't know. Would he wear it? He might. George Kittle style? Exactly. It was a homemade shirt? It just kind of showed up in his locker one day. You go, oh, this is kind of clever. Especially after George is indicating that he doesn't care. It was totally worth it to wear that shirt underneath his jersey. On He actually wore it underneath his jersey on Sunday night. That part I didn't realize until after the fact. On the field. I didn't know. Right. Didn't know it was on his body when he was on the field. But that would be why the NFL would find him. It's not because of the language necessarily. You can't get a taunting flag over your shirt once you're done. But the fact that he was wearing it and it's not standard issue Underneath his jersey, that's not allowed. So definitely not allowed. Definitely not allowed. Regardless of what's on the shirt, it could be a Beavis and Butthead shirt, and it's still not allowed. <laughs> now someone's going to do that. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So, yes, if George Kittle can do it, I wouldn't put it past a, a reborn Baker Mayfield, if you will. Laugh now, cry later. <laughs> it's got to be one of my favorites. <laughs> So good. Uh, We've had some really, like, in the first five weeks, some really cool snippets of audio from various athletes uh, that we can bring back and we can drop in. That's what we call them. They're called drops. It's a radio term or a media term. Drop it in, baby. We grinded. I wasn't even here. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, do you think that we find... These drops and these snippets from athletes far more amusing than the average oh, American. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I've thought that before. You and I, we find these so amusing. And I'm not sure anybody else is laughing. Uh, well, I'm not sure that they're not. That's true. Good point. We don't know that they're not <laughs> right. laughing. All right. Uh, anyway, find the, sh- the uh, after hours game of the week poll. Lions and Buccaneers is definitely in there. And like I said, there's some weird ones this week. Uh, Seahawks and Bengals. But why? Well. For obvious reasons, uh, the Bengals need to stack wins. The Seahawks, their second place in the NFC West. If they have designs on keeping up with the Niners, they dare not lose a step. Can't have a misstep when you're chasing one of the best. Get out of here. But for the Bengals, it's important that they're able to stay in this rhythm with the offense. And a lot of that is predicated on the health of their quarterback. Now, we're going to give you a full-on... I was going to say full moon QB news coming up soon on the show, but a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a preview, Joe Burrow about his calf going into the game against Seattle. Feel good. Feel good. Keep getting better. So it's exciting. Is this probably as close to 100% you felt since going back to before training game started? By far, yeah. By far. Uh, By far the best that he has felt. Cowboys and Chargers, that could be a track meet. Maybe. I don't know. I can't decide if I like the Dallas defense to slow down another potent offense. I I think if you look at the Chargers offense with Justin Herbert at the helm, and he is expected to play. They had the bye last week, so that finger is is better. And he's not, theoretically, not going to have any restrictions. That offense can blast you. Austin Eckler is supposed to return on Monday night. 
there could be a debate about the offense between, like, Niners and Chargers. Both have great weapons. I know Mike Williams has lost for the Chargers, but both have great weapons around their quarterbacks, and there is not a throw Justin Herbert can't make. He's a badass. I know sometimes they make bonehead mistakes, and, and, and that's what it's like to be a Charger, but you could say that they have as many weapons or at least can hang in terms of offense and production with the Niners. Defense, no, but offense, yes. So it should be another challenge for the Dallas Cowboys. They're so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And if you missed my conversation with longtime NFL GM and front office executive Randy Mueller, we talked to him actually this time yesterday. We spoke about the Cowboys extensively. And and by that, I mean two questions. One of them was about the inconsistency and why. Why is it that it seems like Dallas can be a world beater one week and worse than the Broncos the next week? I mean, why is that? Why the inconsistency? Why do the Cowboys seem to play down to the level of their competition? That was the case with Arizona, for sure. So Cowboys, and then there's Dak. There's this Dak component. And I asked him, what's wrong with Dak? He gave me his opinion, again, from the mind of a general manager. So make sure you check that out. The link is actually on my Twitter, A Law Radio, but it's also on our Facebook page. Easy to find. On Facebook, you look for Randy Mueller's mug. On Twitter, you look for mine. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So Cowboys and Chargers comes up on Monday night. And as I say, if three Texas teams that'll be playing under under the lights and in primetime on Monday evening, that should be fun. We're excited. Eagles and Jets. Also talked about Zach Wilson with Randy, and his is definitely the minority opinion when it comes to Zach Wilson. I'm pretty sure he used the word, it's fine. It. He said it's fine the way totally it is. Fine. It's fine the way it is. Is that what you're looking for when you put together an NFL team? You trot your quarterback out there, it's fine. He's fine. I mean, he's a fine-tooth comb. He's fine. He's totally fine. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So Jets will be hosting the Eagles. The Eagles haven't played their best football yet. Still, I've seen them establish the run game, the ball control game. A.J. Brown's been really active the last couple weeks as well. Devontae Smith actually hasn't had a ton of play in the offense. There have been a couple of balls that he's either dropped or he and Jalen didn't have the connection. But we've seen the Eagles start to rev up both sides of the offense. And the defense has been, it's it's physical, it's tough. But still, I don't think they're anywhere near where they were in the NFC Championship game. So trying to find consistency, trying to find an identity now, five weeks in, going into week six, This is where you start to see the separation with the real good teams versus the teams that are still scuffling. So we've got the poll, and coming up next, Chiefs-Broncos on Amazon Prime. Poor Al Michaels. He keeps getting stuck with Denver. I'm just saying, 
He must hate it now. He looks at the schedule and thinks, come on. He's trying to deal with the devil. I can't get away with from this team. Russell Wilson, I'm tired of seeing your mug. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? Right? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. That's our toll free line. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's a happy almost Friday greeting for you. Oh, it sounds so good. And actually, in let's see, seven hours, I'll be on my way to the airport. You know what it means when I have to go to the airport in the morning. Sleep is no sleep. There's mm-hmm. sleep is not even an option. Nope. I, yeah, but this is a great weekend plan. I I finally decided as much as it's a tease, I'll tell you. You're going to do it? Because I feel like it's worse if I don't tell you. Chase, like, no, it's not, but okay. It was a tease. <laughs> Just keep it to myself. No, I think people need to know what it is that they're missing out on. <laughs> You're going to have to post photos. <laughs> oh, I definitely will. Oh, my goodness. These are some... Wedding planning photos that I will definitely post. And believe you me, when I say the subject will be the star of the show, (sighs) this might be my favorite. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Favorite weekend of all. <laughs> Let's go! Ah, ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Double tight right side for the Broncos on the near hash. 
3-0 Kansas City. Play action fake by Wilson. He'll throw it. Left intercepted on the right side. He throws it to the right side and it's picked off. Nick Bolton, welcome back, man. That ankle feels real good right now. And Russell Wilson throws it right into the hands of Lone Star Ranger from Frisco, Texas, Nick Bolton. McKinnon in the game to the left of Mahomes who takes a snap, bounces around. He's in trouble. He's grabbed by the leg, throws the ball anyway, and it's going to be intercepted. That ball intercepted a horrible decision, and that is Justin Simmons once again. Justin Simmons on a really bad decision by Patrick Mahomes with the interception. And the Broncos defense comes up with exactly what they had to have. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you were keeping score at home, four total turnovers in this game between the Chiefs and Broncos on Thursday Night Football, kicking off week six. And sometimes I feel like we do lower our expectations for Thursday night. We've been taught that. It's been ingrained in our football-loving brains that that we really can't have high expectations for Thursday. When we do get a real good game and some technically sound play, well, then we are pleasantly surprised. It's kind of sad, right? We've been taught now to lower expectations about Thursday night. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Mitch Holtis and Dave Logan on the Chiefs and Broncos radio networks, respectively. (laughs) I love that Andy Reid admits he'd rather have this moment back from the second quarter at the Denver Six. Now, we know Harrison Butker, he can make a field goal from there. He had a 63-yarder. On this night, Uh, but for some reason, well, we know why. I mean, the Chiefs have a potent offense. They've got Patrick Mahomes. They think, why not? Why can't we pick up two yards? And so they decide to pull a fast one on Sean Payton and Denver. And this field goal attempt will be spotted in between the hash marks at the 15, a 25-yard attempt for Harrison Butker. And they go for it. They trick don't snap it. They hurry up and take a quarterback sneak, and this will depend on the spot. Yeah, from up here, I don't think they got it. Chiefs are signaling they do. Broncos are signaling they don't. Dave Tobe, the special teams coach for Kansas City, one of the really great special teams coaches. I don't think he got this. Short of the line to game. It's a turnover on down. First down, Denver. Yes, sir. So three trips into the red zone in the first half for the Broncos, and the Chiefs have three points to show for it. Yeah, I shouldn't have called that. I mean, it was two yards right there and probably a little bit too far. So, you know, but we were trying to stay aggressive with it, but probably want that one back. So on a Thursday night, you get a mixed bag. But against the Denver Broncos, all right, if you go one for five in the red zone, you still – end up winning by double figures. And while it wasn't a night that Patrick Mahomes will look at and say, okay, that was where the offense clicked into high gear, they're still incorporating a lot of different parts, younger guys, other than Travis Kelsey, a lot of parts have changed on this offense. Yet again, Kadarius Toney was with them last year. Obviously, Isaiah Pacheco was as well. And I saw some, I mean, it's, It's spotty now for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You don't see him nearly as much uh, anymore. He kind of lost his job, or kind of. He did lose his job. 
Um, but it's different pieces to the offense. It's a, it's a lot of young guys, and they are definitely not in the type of rhythm that they would prefer. Rasheed Rice is a new one. We've seen a lot with him. Sky Moore still young. I know Jarek McKinnon mixed in now and then as well with Noah Gray. I mean, these are not like veterans who've been around for a long time. Um, instead, well, MVS to Marquez valdez Scantling, He was with them last year. Um, but still, you're talking about a lot of second-year guys, first- and second-year guys with the Chiefs. And so it does put a bunch of pressure on Patrick as well as Travis Kelsey. And, and they're one of the old married couples in sports. They finish each other's sentences. That nonverbal communication is humongous. And you could see over and over on this night how often Patrick – needing to move the chains, needing to advance the ball, would look for his, his essentially a safety blanket, would look for his out. And Travis knows to come back to the ball. And I thought it was interesting, too, because I say this a lot about Travis Kelsey. How is it that a man that big can be that wide open over and over again? Defenses know. They know what Travis Kelsey is capable of. The thing is, he's out there improvising. He's like a comedian doing improv, just out there doing his own thing. There aren't routes written for Travis Kelsey. He just makes up his own. And it's really in response to what he's seeing from his quarterback. If his quarterback is scrambling, hasn't been able to unload the football, is trying to extend the play, is stepping around the pass rush, Kelsey knows how to come back to the ball. But he does it in a way that is creative and that keeps the defense guessing. You could watch tape after tape after tape and know his tendencies, but he's reacting to what the defense is is doing. You see this a lot in basketball, and I love to make this analogy or this comparison when it comes to Travis because, and and I know we don't get a lot of this anymore in the NBA, classic big men, they're, they're few and far between. But when you have a point guard who is trying to find a way to get the ball into the paint, right, to enter the ball into the lane, and, you know, you got some defense, maybe he's getting trapped, whatever it is, can't seem to find someone who's open, it's generally on the the it's on the forwards, if you have a real good power forward especially, to get open. You go back and forth across the lane, you flash high, you do a V-cut. What you're doing is trying to get open so you can give your point guard a target so that you can, you in this case, move the ball into the lane. But in the case of football, you're talking about advancing it, right? Travis Kelsey is so good at that. He gets away from the defense somehow. He can turn on a dime. He he parks himself, gets low, waits for the football. Um, and so I, it's always amazing to see how often the two of them connect. Defenses know it's going to happen and yet still can't really figure out a good way to stop it. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Only one time in the red zone were the Chiefs able to find pay dirt. Chiefs have been inside the 20 four times in this game. Shotgun snap. Touchdown, Kansas City, Kadarius Tony on the quick out, and the Chiefs finally break down the door and take some nectar. Guys are making plays when it counts, um, but uh, as we as we continue on the season, we have to continue to get better and better so that hopefully when we get to the playoffs, um, we're hitting our stride and we can really kind of match our defense uh, as far as intensity. 
the defense definitely did its job, whether or not you think it's easier against Russell Wilson and the Broncos, to only allow 197 yards and not even 100 yards passing is really impressive. So, yes, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, everybody else raving about the defense. And Russell Wilson, man, you can imagine it's starting to weigh on him. It's a different coach. It's different coordinators. He has a, a you know some of the same people around him, um, but they've kind of mixed and matched that offensive line. Just gosh, the losing it piles up and it feels heavy. Unacceptable. We can't happen. You know the uh, the first one. Um, you know, try to get the Jerry over top of the guy and he made a play, and then the, um, the second one obviously they they you know tipped it up in the air, which is unfortunate because we had a good play on. Um, but you know, it, I thought we we kept battling, we kept believing. Um, and uh, we did a good job getting all the way down the field to, to make the game, you know, eight-point game. Um, and unfortunately, it just didn't go our way at the end. I thought we had great effort and energy tonight. You know, in a short week, tough loss. I thought, I thought we played hard, and that's not always good enough. You know, if you, if you turn the ball over, uh, but it gives you a chance to win. And I, I was encouraged with, with how we were ready to play physically and mentally. We had some opportunities that we could have capitalized on. Um, they got we got stopped on a couple of third and shorts, or you know this and that, and they did a good job. And um, we we had a chance. And I think we just got to play better, play cleaner. We've been playing you know really good ball on offense for you know you know for the past several weeks. And I think the best thing we can do is just keep believing, play cleaner. Um, I got to I got to play better, and, and uh, that's that starts with me. And you know I know I'll respond the right way. It's starting to get depressing. Actually, so Russell Wilson with a pair of interceptions, but even when he didn't throw a pick and even when he wasn't getting sacked, though there were a few of those as well, just not a whole lot available. Uh, Jerry Judy, did you guys hear about this whole flap with Steve Smith on uh, Amazon Prime? Was it Prime or was it NFL Network? NFL Network. Network. Um, And Steve... Now, correct me if I'm a little fuzzy on the details. Uh, details. Steve did a podcast, right, in which he ripped Jerry Judy and called him a jag, just another guy, Mm -hmm. which is not something I'd ever heard before in football, so it was an education for me. Calls him just another guy. So when Jerry Judy's on the set, did you cut this? Did you cut this audio? Uh, I have the the raw from Steve Smith, yeah, that that he goes on and explains that it's basically the idea that he went there to try to – Apologize, he right. said to Jerry Judy for those comments, mm-hmm. and Judy kind of brushed him off and um, cursed at him and had some choice words for him. So Steve Smith then laid into Jerry Judy and really made it clear that he is um, tier three, I, I believe, were his words. Type receiver. Are you cutting it? Uh, I had I have the big giant chunk. I didn't huh. get a chance to, Wonder to if chop it find- in pieces. Do you, you have the Judy part? I, I have Jerry Judy responding to the comments after the game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's hear it. Because the thing is, I mean, Jerry Judy's a very talented receiver, and so is Cortland Sutton. Actually, these two guys reportedly dangling as trade bait now, too, because the Broncos have, what, Justin Simmons as their longest tenured player. I mean, they're about to turn over again. It's very frustrating. And this is the kind of criticism, that, criticism that's being leveled at the offense. Jerry, a uh, little bit of drama before the game with Steve Smith Sr. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that right now. Man, that was a tough loss, man. I feel like at the end of the game, I feel like we could have we got there, but, you know, they had a 
a good drive at the end. Jerry, Steve Smith said he had some kind of conversation with you before the game. Did, did that not go well, or based on what he said on air on NFL Network? Uh, I, I don't remember that. Um, you know, but like I said, wow. you know, it, was, it was a close game. We just got to finish at the end of the game. He took the high road, huh? Decided not to bring it up again or not to answer questions? This was after he was dancing behind another Steve Smith cut-in that they were on NFL Network. After Steve Smith had his little, you know, minute and a half where he was really laying in in a a half. He really laid into Jerry Judy. Wow. Uh, The next cut-in, I guess, because I wasn't watching it live, Judy found a way to be dancing in the live shot behind Steve Smith. That reminds me of Bryson DeChambeau with the whole feud with uh, with Brooks Kepka, where Kepka would be on camera and Bryson would be walking behind him making gestures. Nice. That's very mature. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I don't know. I mean, I understand, I guess, why it got to this level. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it feels a little childish, but hey, you, you guys do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I get that he's a former player and a former receiver, which actually should give him a little more insight and maybe a little more No, and I get it. And Steve Smith experience is, to share. And and Steve is known for being right. pretty aggressive. He's not gonna you're not gonna back down from his comments. So the idea that the, the the surprising part of this whole thing to me was Steve Smith going to say, I was going to apologize for the for the mm-hmm. words that I have. That's surprising to me because Judy hasn't done anything to prove that he's not just another guy. So I don't know why Steve Smith found it. I don't know, necessary to go apologize. Well, he got for criticized what, pretty hard. Well, I mean, it was his thoughts. Yeah. I, I st- he does believe that. So I was surprised that he was going to go apologize. It's not like he called him out. He didn't call him names. I mean, I know you could think of that as a name, but he was just saying the idea that he's not an elite-level receiver. He's not. And he hasn't proven to be. So I don't know why Steve Smith would back off on those comments other than just wanting to be his friend. Now, Jerry had some injuries last year, so he was out for a bit. But I would say when it comes to receivers, it you have to get the ball from somewhere. I mean, that offense has been abysmal this year. Well, I get it. Not not this year. Last year was abysmal. This year, j- just no rhythm and flow to it. No doubt. And there's a million places you can point to, whether it's, again, different coaching staffs, offensive lines. Russell Wilson has been... Awful in two years. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Yes, I get it. There are a lot of extenuating circumstance. Bottom line, Jerry Judy hasn't separated enough. He hasn't done enough that you would say he's an elite number one type receiver, and that's what he's supposed to be. So I really don't know why Steve Smith was looking to apologize in the first place again, other than just trying to make nice. And that doesn't strike me from his personality. All right, Jay said he got it, so we'll listen to it following the update. Um, it's it's receiver on receiver crime, wide out on wide out crime. Again, though, if you're going to be criticized, I'd rather be criticized by someone who actually played the position, so he knows what he's talking about. I mean, I'd rather be criticized by someone in my own industry rather than someone who's never sat in this chair before. I guess. I think they also look at it as a little bit more sensitive in the idea. You True. went through this. You know what this is like. True. And you're criticizing me for stuff that you know is not my fault. Not to mention you used to pick fights with your own teammates. Right. So, like, <laughs> there, there are reasons that you could look at it. When they when it comes from someone outside, it's a little easier to swallow. Like, what the hell do you know? You've never done this. When someone has done you look at them and you go, you know how hard this is. Mm-hmm. And now you're coming at me. You have no idea what's going on in our playbook, in our locker room, in our, you know. So, I... I I think I can understand being a little bit more sensitive when it comes from a receiver. I could see why Judy was a little annoyed. But again, I still don't understand why Steve Smith was looking to apologize in the first place. 
That's where this whole thing own escalated. It. Just yeah, just yeah, let it go. Well just own it. If you let it go, if you guys didn't have any conversation to begin with, none of this would happen. At least he didn't call him trash or garbage. That would have been offensive and crossing the line. Uh, Judy called him worse. <laughs> well, Steve, I mean, in his analysis, his expert analysis. All right, on Twitter, A Law Radio, take the poll for After Hours Game of the Week. A lot of responses already on Facebook. We'll hear this uh, Steve Smith criticism and and how he lights into Jerry Judy and a little more of the reaction from. Thursday night football, but getting you set for what's to come this weekend. Still haven't heard from the Atlanta Braves, which we will do as they're out following yet another. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply with the Phillies in which they come up on the short end of the stick or with the short end of the stick. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Russ looks left, now in trouble, throws a ball wide open as Jody, touchdown Denver! Jerry Judy wide open in the northeast corner. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Dave Logan is the play-by-play voice of the Denver Broncos, and there wasn't a whole lot of offense for them, certainly not through the air. On Thursday Night Football, 95 yards passing, and if you take away the yards lost because of the sacks, because this is how they calculate net yards passing... 82. 82. Remember a couple weeks ago when the Bengals did not have over 100 yards 
in offense. <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of bad. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Was good to see Javante Williams back on the field, though the offense was very one-dimensional. They did get over 100 yards uh, on the ground, more than the Chiefs. But the Chiefs had a ton of opportunities and couldn't capitalize. Broncos had three turnovers. And for Jerry Judy and for Cortland Sutton, there's just not a whole lot of room. So Sutton had a touchdown. And then Judy ends up with three catches on five targets for, are you ready? 14 yards. Again, the Chiefs did a really good job downfield in not giving these receivers space. And as we were talking about before the update, Steve Smith, who is a former Pro Bowl wide receiver himself, he was with the Panthers first and then the Ravens, right? Finished up his career with the Ravens, Ravens, excuse me, calls himself Agent 89 because that refers to his uniform number. I've always been a huge fan. I love his his tood. I love his fight. He was never a, a tall dude. So, for instance, Chase Claypool, who's joining the Dolphins this weekend, he's 6'4". Right? There are guys out there who could win jump balls. That's not Steve Smith, but he would fight you literally and figuratively, for any football, he was so tenacious and so determined that he made up for what he lacked in size and stature, which is his attitude and his aggressiveness and his determination to be the last man standing, so to speak. And so he apparently wanted to make nice with Jerry Judy. It just didn't go the way that he anticipated (laughs) I called out to him because uh, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, you can was you can ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right. And then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Wow. I thought out, I I thought initially when he started out, that was going to be something positive. Oh, no, it devolved very quickly. Steve Smith on NFL Network. Ninja, huh? That's what that's what he went with to, to... Well, that's the word he went with as the substitute for another word that he could not say on TV. That's in and of itself calling out Jerry Judy. That's good television. Steve Smith certainly has a flair for the dramatic... 
Wait Sa- the pay-per-view. Same as he did when he was playing. He wanted to put on a show. And now here he can carry that over to TV and tell quite the story. <laughs> I guess the feud's not dead. Judy with the feudie. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. On Twitter, what is the After Hours game of the week? Uh, on our Facebook page, you can vote there as well. A lot of you weighing in and finding it there. Uh, coming up next hour, we'll do some QB news. We'll probably break it up into NFC, AFC, uh, and preview week six that way. But did you hear about the member of the Lions whose family, part of his family, was in Israel when the war broke out? Can you imagine how nervous he was until he found out his family was back home? So you'll hear from Alex Anzalone yourself. Just fascinating to me. And it's not the only way that sports and Israel, the the war in Israel, the terror attacks in Israel uh, are intersecting. You may have seen that the Nets are hosting a basketball team from Israel and they're playing like three days in a row scrimmages and, and having this team supposed to do an outdoor festival right this weekend. Uh, not sure if the, the weather will allow that, but the coach of the, the Israeli team, he apparently lost one of his best friends in the terror attacks going back to last weekend and and so they're here in the United States to play basketball, and he was doing a press conference and uh, very close to tears, talking about the tragedy and talking about the stress. And we also mentioned the pitcher, Dean Kramer, for the Baltimore Orioles, who was pitching in the playoffs, knowing, of course, that he's got family and friends in Israel and harm's way. And we talked about this a little bit with Ukraine going back uh, when that conflict started, too, and how hard it must be for these athletes to try to focus on the task at hand, knowing that there's real danger for the people they love. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.